Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss. Getting rid of old clothes. Oh, my old bell bottoms. Scouring the grout in your shower. Working out on that old stationary bike. And so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy. Energy for hunkering down. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10 4. Nice night. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Kevin Harvick is the winner for the ninth time here at ISM Raceway. Woo! How about that, boys? That's how you rebound and just show them how it is right there. California is a super fun track. I honestly, I wish we went there twice a year. It's a track where you can use all the lanes. It's so wide, and you get some pretty crazy races, especially on restarts. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live right here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you on our weekly get-together. Coming up, great show for you. Today, we have Eric Almarola. He's going to join us off to a great 2018. Of course, making the transition from Richard Petty Motorsports over to Stuart Haas Racing. And the results are there. We'll talk with Eric about those results and see if we can get a little preview out of him for this weekend's Auto Club 400 at Auto Club Speedway. We're going face-to-face with Kevin Harvick. He's going for his fourth consecutive win this weekend in Southern California. We're also going to take you back to the Ticket Guardian 500 at ISM Raceway with the NASCAR Live Backtracks. Dave Allen, the president of Auto Club Speedway, is going to stop by and join us to talk about the Auto Club 400 race weekend. You'll hear a preview of this week's podcast series. MRN presents the 1993 season 25 years later. Plus, we'll take you back on this week in NASCAR history and much more. But first, Woody Kane joins us for the latest news in NASCAR. Woody, what do you have? Mike, Auto Club Speedway is notorious for chewing up tires as the track surface has aged. It's the oldest asphalt surface on the circuit dating back to 1996. Dover's surface is a year older, but that's concrete. Now, drivers love a track with what they call character that allows them to search for lines their cars like and manage their tires putting more of the race back in their hands. This year, Goodyear is bringing a new left side tire for the weekend in California, one that should be better able to withstand teams starting off runs with lower air pressure without damaging the sidewall as they search for grip. Daytona 500 winner Austin Dillon says the team that handles that the best might just wind up in victory lane Sunday in the Auto Club 400. Tire wear, I think, is the biggest part. You know, you run all the way against the fence or all the way in the bottom, and there's a good mixture. you got to have speed at the beginning of a run and then hold it for a long run. If you can't take off, you get beat on the, the, the restarts, and if you can't hold on, they're going to lap you at the end of the run. So you got to have um, a good balance between the short and the long run. And if you have that, you've, we've, we've been pretty good in the past there, uh, starting on the pole there. I got the pole two years ago, I think. And so we'll just uh, we'll keep working on it. I love the track, and the fans are amazing there. So just how important is tire wear at Auto Club Speedway? Well, Goodyear estimates that lap times can drop as much as three seconds per lap as tires wear out over a long run at the two-mile track. 
Dillon started 11th and finished 11th last year in Fontana, but he got popped for a speeding penalty along the way that set him back, and that 11th place run tied his best ever finish at the California track. Mike? Thanks, Woody. Coming up, we'll look back at Sunday's Ticket Guardian 500 with a NASCAR Live Backtracks, and later, we go face-to-face with the Phoenix winner, Kevin Harvick. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Don't forget, next week, it's STP Race Week as we head to the Martinsville Speedway. The NASCAR Camping World Truck Series is back on track one week from Saturday. And, of course, a week from Sunday, it is the STP 500. If you're looking for more power under the hood, start at the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. STP, inside every great machine. We've got a NASCAR Live Backtracks coming up next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, Kevin Harvick was the topic of conversation at ISM Raceway. He was going for his third win in a row at a track that's been so good to him over the years. Here's some of the best in-car audio from the Ticket Guardian 500 at ISM Raceway with a NASCAR Live Backtracks. Kevin Harvick has been red hot to open the season, but the four team was penalized after last week's race at Las Vegas, and now he rolls into the Valley of the Sun where he's won eight times. Race number four of 2018, Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500, then Kevin Harvick went back to back, a win at Atlanta, a win a week ago at Las Vegas. He's going for three in a row. He'll start 10th here this afternoon. All right, nice clean shifts. Watch ahead, I'll do the same. Take care of that nose, we'll get through one or two. We'll go racing here. Pace car's in, let's get ready. Here he comes to the start-finish line. Kyle Larson to the inside, and the green is in the air at ISM Raceway, we're underway. Truex breaks away, he'll lead him into turn one. Oh, caution flag down the back straight, got a car blown, an engine it looks like. Looks Number like the Corey 72. LaJoy car, Rusty. LaJoy uh, slow on the back straightaway, a lot of smoke. This is a perfect time to come down pit road, put four tires on, make some adjustments. Chase Elliott, he lost a number of spots there, Rusty. Yeah, Chase Elliott, he lost six spots on that last pit stop. He came in, they had problems with the left rear tire. Was that too close to the wall? No, we got something we're trying to work out here. Kyle Busch making his move for the lead in turn three. Dives to the inside into turn number three. Kyle Larson's been strong in the outside lane, but it's Kyle Busch for the top spot here in Phoenix. It's safe here. Take your three and four. One lap buffer. Harvick is closing, but will run out of time off turn four. Kyle works his way off turn four, hits from the start-finish line, and he will win stage one of the Ticket Guardian 500. Kyle Busch with the win. You know, our car's been really good so far, especially out front. Uh, Adam and the boys did a great job overnight, making some really good changes to it to get us to where we were a lot closer to those guys that were fast. 
It appeared for a while there that Kevin Harvick was closing in on Kyle Busch. Well, that's opened up a little bit. It's a little over a half second between Kyle Busch, the race leader, and Kevin Harvick in the second spot. Now you can't get to three and four sideways. Therefore, trouble in turn number three. Speed. One car breaks loose. It is Kyle Larson all by himself in turn number four. You'll be able, you'll be able to see it big time in the replay. He's just shaking. He said the back tires are violently shaking, and he wheel hops when he goes into the corners. I can't, can't do anything about it. Kevin Harvick's going to get four tires. They're making adjustments on the right side of the car. He's been loosened three and four. Is he going to be first out? Absolutely not. Kyle Busch easily away. Kevin Harvick losing three positions on this round of pit stop. Two tires, or we just have a bad stop? Uh, two cars on two for sure. Trying to figure out on the rest. I think ours was bad, though. It's bad on both sides. Good side-by-side -side battle taking place right behind him. Oh, Austin Dillon slipping up the racetrack. Great tackle of cars coming in and turn one and two, and Blaney gets really loose. Oh, well, no, I did not hit him that time. He just got loose. I was up under his ass, but I did not touch him. Okay, Now, he'll go side-by-side -side with Joey Logano. I'm going to wreck the 22 if he drives like that much more. Bush leads the back off turn. Number four headed down to the start-finish line. The white and green checkered flag waving. He will win stage two. Yeah, Good news, we won that stage, got 10 points, got the point for the playoffs. Bad news, yeah, we're back here. Not where we started, but our car is so good on the long run. You've got Joey Logano, Trevor Bain, they're wheel to wheel. Joey Logano looking a little nervous just before he entered turn one, didn't know which line he was going to take. It's all good, buddy. Nice and smooth. Keep it rolling up there. we got to clear these guys off the corner. Trevor Bain right at his right elbow. That's a battle for position off the dog leg. It was only a matter of time before Kevin Harvick got the run he was looking for on Kyle Busch. Although it took a couple of laps as they raced side by side for the race lead. A lap to go. No, I wasn't trying to be a dick. It's just the people in the stands think I thought better to watch. Kevin Harvick was able to clear Kyle Busch and take the top spot away. Trouble in turn two. Paul Menard has slammed. We heard a boom just before the impact, so it has all the earmarks of perhaps a tire going down. All right, man. You okay? Yeah, we done. I can't drive this thing back. So copy that. Copy that. We're done. Kevin Harvick trying to keep that streak of two wins in a row alive, making it three wins a row by winning here at ISM Raceway. In the case of Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch looking for their first victory of the season. What do you need here? I don't know. I just wanted to take off tight, but uh, I saved a little bit here to help pay off a little in the long haul. Are you going to stay with them or are you going to do the long deal? When you catch that 32, just pit. Kyle Busch stays on the racetrack and now drops off the banking of turn number four. He'll be the last one to come to pit road at lap 259. He slows at Skittles Toyota down. Anyway. Works his way down the pit lane for what could be his final stop of the day, Alex. Five, four, three, two, one. It would here. be the final scheduled stop. Here is Kyle Busch. He'll hit his marks perfectly. They'll pick a rip off the tear off of the windshield away. Give Kyle a clean view out the front. First can of Sunoco fuel in there. I already got the right side. Tires changed. Second can, Sunoco fuel is in. Oh, they dropped the jack. The jack drops on the left side. A costly problem here on the left side for Kyle Busch. He came in as a leader. He's finally down in a way. Don't push it like Kevin Harvick underneath Chase Elliott. Now they're side by side at the line. Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott. Uh, Kevin Harvick nearly slides up and in to Chase Elliott. Harvick will take the spot away. Ryan Newman looks like he's out of fuel. Hit pit road right now. Out of fuel. 
Okay, come to us. Right side tires. Right side tires. So Kevin Harvick cycles around to the race lead. Uh, question of the weekend has been, can he make it three in a row? He's won 39 races in his career, but never three in a row. Up the back straight away for the final time, but Kevin Harvick still eight car lengths in hand, right to the bottom of the racetrack. Lap traffic ahead. Won't be a factor off turn four. A simply remarkable performance yet again for Kevin Harvick. Off four. Final time. Across the stripe, the checkered flag is out. I'll tell you, rebound and just show him how it is right there. Awesome job. And Kevin Harvick is a winner for the ninth time here at ISM Raceway. Awesome job, guys. History making right there. You're the man. That is career win number nine for Kevin Harvick at ISM Raceway. And that is a NASCAR Live Backtracks. Coming up, we go face-to-face with Kevin Harvick. And later, we'll be joined by his teammate, Eric Almarola. I'm not blooming good, I'm blooming great. Put a shrimp on the barbie and sizzle my steak. Woo, I want that onion to bloom. And it get in my senses like a sonic boom. No rules, just right. So bold, so nice. And I'm so, 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 so ready for that Outback Steak tonight. Outback Steak House. That's what it's all about. style the american fighting spirit is in everything we make we are 500 patriots and veterans strong bringing clothing manufacturing back to the united states of america always moving forward never retreating never giving up we are grunt style and this will defend get yours at gruntstyle.com or on the track this week at auto club speedway We've got an exclusive one-on-one interview with the winner at ISM Raceway. Kevin Harvick joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Sunday morning before the Ticket Guardian 500, our Winston Kelly had a chance to sit down with Kevin Harvick to talk about his successes of the year and also family life it's this week's nascar live face-to-face interview a simply remarkable performance yet again for kevin harvick kevin let's go back a couple of weeks or three weeks to atlanta all wins are special but that one seemed to be extra special to you that perception is accurate why is that you know in in 2001 i just felt like um you know, there were so many things that were confusing and, and not really understood well from within your own mind, let alone all the people that were watching and, and uh, really uh, everybody on the team. You didn't know whether to uh, be really happy and celebrate or cry or, um, you know, what you should do from an emotional side of things. So for, for me, it just felt like, you know, a lot of closure, um, just being able to go back and actually have a you know a celebration for for Dale and his life and the things that that we were able to do in the race car at a time when everybody was excited and happy and and that to me uh, gave a little bit of closure to the whole situation when you look back over the last 17 years the reality of everything that has transpired how does that match the dreams the desires the expectations that you've had you know it, you know really 2001 really through um, kind of a, a really 
abrupt turn to things that you didn't expect just because of the fact that um, you know the path was to get into number 30 America Online car and, and my first race was going to be at Atlanta and, and run seven races that year and then move up with the team that we had built on the Xfinity side you know so the, the whole point of, of really everything was to was to build a team and and move up with them and, and try to have some success and, and then you know everything happened with Dale and all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of people who know your name um, and you kind of do everything backwards and you know but I think in the end after it, it took a long time to really get comfortable um, understanding the situation and, and who you were and what you wanted to be and what you wanted to do was always the same and that was to win races and be competitive so it's evolved um, you know I think as as you go through life, you learn a lot of lessons and, and you mature and, and do things differently than, than what you would have when you were 25, but you also wouldn't be where you are in life without making those mistakes and doing those things. So uh, in the end today, uh, winning races and, and uh, championships and all the things that we've been able to accomplish, that's, that's, that's the goal and, and that still continues to be the goal today. Growing up as a kid in Bakersville, did you ever dream of 39 wins, a cup championship, two Xfinity championships? Did you dream about that big? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, as a as a kid, you don't really you don't really realize, um, you know, some things are, are somewhat unrealistic as you think about them and, and as you grow up. And you know, I think as as I was, you know, 22, I was working for Wayne Spears as a mechanic and hoping that I would get the opportunity to, to drive one of his vehicles, and, and that worked out. And, and then I got you know the next opportunity and the next opportunity led to the next one and, and so I don't, I don't think you ever you know looking back at it now um, you know you, you don't ever really th think that that is probably possible to have it work out that way uh, but I've been very fortunate to uh, to have things work out very well for, for myself and, and my career and, and been a part of a lot of great teams and situations but um, you know in your teens and early 20s you just you just kind of rolling with it and hoping for the best and, and uh, we were able to capitalize and, and make some some good decisions along the way. 2018 obviously off to a phenomenal year and uh, you know looking at the tracks that are coming up you know we could be looking at that three four five wins in a row because they are good tracks for you with the system different than it is do you approach it different and you try to go for the jugular, if you will, just get as many points versus experimenting like maybe in the past? So what is the focus uh, over the next six, eight, ten races? Well, you have to continue to push that natural evolution of, of the car. Um, you know, I think that's the one thing that, that people take for granted is, is the, the evolution and the progress that happens in this garage is rapid. And when you're not here for a couple weeks, the things that change and the things that happen with all the information, uh, obviously pictures, uh, you know, are a big story. Um, you know, and all the things that we look at to try to progress things and get better, it happens fast. And, and that's the unique thing about what we do is you park right next to the guys beside you and, and it, they progress too. So starting well is, is good, but we have to, you know, continue to, to try to, you know, push things and, and be aggressive. But that, that evolution is going to happen anyway, and if it doesn't, you're going to get behind. So I think that the natural, the natural mentality is to just go for the jugular and try to score as many points as you can. Shifting focus is just a little bit to the personal side. You know, you really have adapted to this being a dad. You know, you and Keelan clearly connect uh, very well. How's he adapting to being a big brother with the addition of Piper in the family? And how's that dynamics and, and from both yours and Delana's standpoint and, and Keelan's standpoint? It's been really good. He's he's actually uh, adapted very well to, to being big brother and, and sometimes too well. He's, he's he wants to uh, he, he doesn't understand that um, you know the, the hugs and the and the kisses are sometimes you can get a little too far or a little too aggressive and and so um, but he's he's done really good and you know I think for us adapting to four in the house has has been 
um, you know, definitely an adjustment for sure. And, and having a newborn in the house, you know, almost six years after after Keelan was born is, is definitely different than it was then. Um, but, you know, I think for the most part, everything has, has gone really well and she's decided to sleep well. So that's really the key to the whole situation, as you know, uh, to, to making it, it tolerable. But, um, you know, the hardest part about the beginning of the season is the, is the West Coast swing and being gone. And, and as much as I like to be home and, and around Keelan and doing the things that he does, um, you know, that, that part makes it hard on him as well as, as Delena. Uh, Piper doesn't know any different. So it's, uh, it's definitely will be good to get through California and, and uh, move on to the rest of the season. That's Kevin Harvick as our Winston Kelly spoke with him this past Sunday morning. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll listen at this week's podcast series, the 1993 season, 25 years later, and Eric Almarola will join us after that. I'm former crew chief and STP auto expert Steve Letarte. Does your engine feel like it's down on power? It could be caused by deposits on fuel injectors, engine valves, and combustion chambers. An easy way to help clean up your fuel system and restore lost power is through the gas tank with STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner. One bottle contains three times the amount of cleaning agents versus the leading premium gasoline to help keep your engine running strong. STP, inside every great machine. One bottle contains three times by weight the amount of cleaning agents and 35 gallons of the leading premium gasoline. Race fans, do you have an old car, motorcycle, boat, or RV just taking up space? Put that vehicle to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Your donated vehicle will help kids in our racing communities live happier, healthier lives. Simply call 844-NASCAR-9 and your vehicle will be towed and auctioned. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Again, to donate, please call 844-NASCAR-9. If you can't make it to Southern California this weekend, you can hear all the action right here on Motor Racing Network. Coverage begins Friday. We'll have coverage of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice at 2 p.m. Eastern. You can check it out at MRN.com. Friday evening, 7 p.m. in the East, pole qualifying for the Auto Club 400. On Saturday, we have three broadcasts for you. Two practice sessions for the Cup Series at 12.30 Eastern and 3.30 Eastern. Those are at MRN.com. The Service King 300 for the NASCAR Xfinity Series can be heard at 4.30 Eastern. And we're back Sunday with the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. The final race in NASCAR Goes West. The Auto Club 400 airtime, 2.30 p.m. in the East. We've got a preview of this week's podcast series, the 1993 season, 25 years later. Coming up next, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. If you haven't already, be sure to stop over to MRN.com for our latest podcast series called MRN Presents, the 1993 season, 25 years later. This week, we'll hear about a horrific crash at Talladega that changed the complexion of the season and much more. Here's a preview of this week's show. Well, you talk about a smile on the face. Rusty Wallace has got one. Rusty, Martinsville will be a good track for you. I would walk through the gate of that place and Mark Martin would look up and go, Rusty's going to win this race. You know, then he would say, hey man, what's the setup? And Earnhardt, he used to come to me all the time. Hey man, what's the setup? What are you running there? Come on. You know, we, you know, we all drive these things different. Help me out. And I would tell them some setups, but they, we all drive the cars different. Bobby Labonte hangs tough there on the inside. I flew home that night in my Baron and um, 
the wheels didn't go down when I landed. So we had to do a crash landing at, at Winston-Salem Airport on Sunday night. Wallace spins. Wallace's car goes on its nose. It barrel rolls three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Scary thing. I mean, it really was. And, you know, could, couldn't really talk to Dale. It, I could hear him on the radio just really upset because of what happened. He saw the, in his mirror, he saw this happening. I was in a hospital most of that week, I guess, but he, he actually reached out to us that night. And... Um, he was really upset. He thought that he killed me. Scared the fool out of me. I'm really pretty much fearless guy myself, except I have a, a phobia of turning over. Just a straightaway separating Jeff Bodine from the wind. The motorcraft crew goes out to the wall. They're jumping and cheering. I told them I, I really thought we could win the race, but we needed to do something to the car. And they said, well, what? What do you want to do? I said, well, we need to, we need to put in a, a rear anti-roll bar. No one was using them. I tried one earlier in my career. I ran it in my modifieds and late models, and then I tried one with Rick Henrik, but he, he made me take it off. That is all from this week's MRN Presents, the 1993 season, 25 years later. You can download it for free, as well as the first three shows at MRN.com and on iTunes. And, of course, we're off to Auto Club Speedway this weekend for the Auto Club 400 race weekend. The man that will be standing at the gates with his arms wide open is the president of Auto Club Speedway. Dave Allen joins us on NASCAR Live. How are you, Dave? Hey, man, what's up? How are you doing? We are ready to close out NASCAR Goes West in your neck of the woods this weekend. You got the old gal buttoned up, ready to roll? Hey, this uh, this old racetrack here is ready to uh, to see 40 of the world's best race car drivers take to it. You know, we're uh, we're excited. This is uh, the the funnest time of year for us. We've got great race fans here in Southern California, and uh, we're just looking forward to having uh, the NASCAR show roll back into town. You know, a few weeks ago we were talking about how Atlanta's worn out and the drivers love it. Well, from the drivers I've spoken with in the last week and a half. Uh, you're also on that list, too, of most liked racetracks just by the character your track has. Do you hear that for the competitors as well? Oh, we do. That That's so cool to hear. You know, I've been at the track here for 19 years, and there was a time when you didn't hear that. You know, we heard the, the B word, which is which was boring racing, and it's it's come full circle, you know, and, and it's it's cool to hear the drivers talk about the track and, and they enjoy racing here. You know, I think that translates to the crowd. You know, it translates to the fans when they know the drivers are looking forward to coming to a place and, and, and getting with it and, uh, you know, opening things up. You know, I see high speeds here, real wide racetrack. Um, they're just excited, and that and that uh, translates to good racing and, and a good crowd. You know, it, it, it's been amazing to watch the evolution of your racetrack, going from two dates to one, 500 miles to 400, watching the asphalt and the racing surface get some character to it. It's turned in to be quite a destination for a lot of race fans and drivers alike. What's the response you get there in Southern California and points beyond from folks that are going to hop on a plane or get in the car and come see you this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of become a, a bucket list race, so to speak, you know, and, and I think um, that's a testament, I think, to the staff here. We have a very creative staff, and, uh, you know, they, they really work their butt off in trying to create an event that's that goes beyond the racetrack itself. You know, the racing is fantastic, but there's also so many other things to do, you know, and our weekend really starts on Thursday with the Holler Parade and, and the Fan Fest, and that's a free event for the fans, so... Um, the things in the programming that we have in the infield or in, in the infield and in the fan zone, for that matter, uh, with the musical entertainment, the Lucha Libre, the Viva La Fiesta area, um, Monster Energy with them being in, in our backyard here, you know, we're neighbors practically to them. Uh, they really kind of 
hold on to our event and kind of blow it out, you know. So uh, there's a 300 by 300 footprint there in the fan zone, and they're going to be doing things in the infield as well with a Saturday night uh, uh, concert and uh, party for the fans. So it's uh, it's shaping up to be a, a big party as as usual, and um, you know we're just excited to have everybody here. The infield's been sold out since November. Um, so the infield uh, has, a, has a unique uh, flair to it, you know, with all the bikes and, and, uh, and people riding around. So we're just uh, looking forward to having everybody back and joining us for our party. Chatting with uh, Dave Allen, the president of Auto Club Speedway, one of the things that I always enjoy seeing is families coming to the racetrack. And I know that on Friday and Saturday, kids 12 and under are free, got great pricing for kids on Sunday. But you've also got something called Lefty's Kids Club. What is that yeah. for parents that are interested? Well, we have uh, Lefty's uh, uh, fun zone area there in the, in the fan zone. And, and the kids program and the youth initiatives that we've had over the years are extremely important to us. And uh, we just wrapped up Lefty's Reading Challenge. Uh, we basically got out to about 140,000 kids in the, in the area here with a reading challenge. And one of the things that I've learned over the years, and I have three kids myself, uh, you know, with this reading challenge, is kids are learning to read up to the age of three, and then they're reading to learn after that you know so if they if they don't have a good foundation with reading in the beginning it makes learning that much harder as they go forward so we like to think that we connect um with through reading with with our sport and uh expose them to to what we do here and uh, we have a lot of cool stories with kids that not didn't necessarily like to read before but when they've kind of attached it to what we do here with motorsports and race cars um it took it to a new level so it's just a way to uh, try to try to give back, help the kids along, and uh, and show them what we do here, and, and pass our passion on for the sport to the next generation. For those that may have not made their plans to come to your racetrack yet this weekend, break down what awaits them on track and off, and how they can get tickets to be a part of all the fun. Yeah, well, I mentioned the Holler Parade on Thursday. You know, we have qualifying on Friday. Of course, Saturday with the Xfinity Series race, and Sunday with the Auto Club 400. And all the entertainment that comes there in between, we've got driver autograph sessions as well. Uh, Lots of great food, uh, musical entertainment. We've got Bush playing uh, as well, so that'll be a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we're just looking forward to having everybody out here. They can get on to autoclubspeedway.com. That has all of our information, all of the fun things that we're doing. They can dial 1-800-944-RACE, or they can come to our ticket window and see us here in person here uh, in Fontana at Auto Club Speedway. Cannot wait for it, my friend. Thank you so much for hosting us this weekend and all the best in a very successful Auto Club 400 race weekend. Well, I appreciate it. Always always fun to be on with you guys. I appreciate what you do for the sport and uh, all the listeners. We'll see you at the races. Thank you, Dave. Thank you so much. Dave Allen, the president of Auto Club Speedway, of course, hosting the Auto Club 400 race weekend. And again, if you have yet to make your plans but want to come out and be a part of the fun, autoclubspeedway.com coming up we've got eric almarola and later we'll get a preview of the auto club 400 race weekend grunt style the american fighting spirit is in everything we make we are 500 patriots and veterans strong bringing clothing manufacturing back to the united states of america always moving forward never retreating never giving up we are grunt style and this we'll defend Get yours at gruntstyle.com or on the track this week at Auto Club Speedway. The Country 500 Music Festival is back at Daytona International Speedway with Toby Keith, Chris Stapleton, Dirk Bentley, 
Sugarland, Billy Currington, and so much more. Country 500 Memorial Day weekend, May 25th, 26th, and 27th. For tickets and information, visit country500.com. Sponsored in part by Budweiser. About a month ago, we left Daytona International Speedway after running the Daytona 500. Well, there's another 500 coming to Daytona, but this one's on Memorial Day weekend. Horsepower of a different kind. It's the Country 500, the Great American Music Fest at Daytona. If you don't have plans for Memorial Day weekend, come on down to the World Center of Racing and check out one of the best Great American Music Fests in the country. Toby Keith. Chris Stapleton, Dirks Bentley, Sugarland, Billy Currington, just some of many acts that will perform May 25th through 27th at Daytona International Speedway. Single-day tickets are now on sale. There's lots of package offerings from which to choose. You can do so at country500.com, or you can give them a call at 844-500-FEST. Eric Almarola joins us next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, it was a fantastic performance for Stuart Haas Racing. Kevin Harvick winning, going to victory lane again for the ninth time. And obviously, other cars doing well inside of the Stuart Haas Racing fold. One of them... The black and gold colors of the Smithfield Ford, Eric Almarola, the driver. And Eric joins us now on NASCAR Live. Eric, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on another good run over the weekend. Thank you. I appreciate that, guys. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's fun to show up to the racetrack with fast race cars and go out and, uh, and have good runs. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun this first few weeks of the season. Best start of your cup career is happening right now here in 2000. And 18, you were two turns away from winning the Daytona 500. You were 10th in Vegas, 7th at ISM Raceway over the weekend after starting 22nd. You sit 10th in points. Is this, is all this happening naturally? What's clicking right now with you and Johnny Klossmeyer, your crew chief and the whole organization? Yeah, I think it, it really is. It's it's happening very naturally. I mean, first and foremost, you can't do that without fast race cars. And obviously, Stuart Haas Racing is building some really fast race cars. We've showing up to the racetrack with speed in all of our cars. Obviously, Kevin's been dominant the last three weekends, but all four of our cars have had speed, and we've been running top ten. So that um, that makes life a lot easier for me and for Johnny. But then, you know, it's it's been, you know, it's been uh, a bunch of building blocks that we've been working on with, you know, Johnny and myself and the engineers and the guys on the team uh, because we're starting every weekend with no notebook. So we start very close to our teammates and then, we have to go from there and, and sort of build into the car um, the feel that I'm looking for. And so, um, you know, I feel like it's been uh, it's been great to get these first few weeks with different racetracks under our belt. We went to a mile and a half at Atlanta that's old and worn out. We went to a mile and a half at Vegas that's fast and, you know, a repave. And then we went to Phoenix that's a, that's a short track. And, and it's really helping Johnny and, and me work together and, um, you know, start building a notebook on, you know, different racetracks and, and what I'm looking for in the car. And he's doing a great job. The guys on the team are, are doing fantastic. And then obviously everybody at the shop at Stuart Haas Racing is just building incredible race cars. You know, a lot of folks may not stop to think about that, that you basically are starting from scratch. You may benchmark 
where you begin based on your other teammates. But then, of course, obviously, there's an opportunity to adjust from there. What are you asking for in a race car that maybe is different from Kevin and Clint and Kurt? And where do you go as far as once you get that benchmark and the next steps that follow? What do you want in your race car? Well, every week has been different. Um, so, you know, we went to Atlanta and we struggled with being tight compared to our teammates. And then we went to, you know, Vegas and we were really loose. And then uh, this weekend at Phoenix, just a, a few combinations of things and, and things that I was looking for, um, even with the braking package, like just different little minor details. And, and that's all the stuff that just kind of pops up as you go. And um, you know, you just have to work through those things, and it's just a feel thing. Every driver's different, um, and and no, you know, you sit there and watch all the years of you know Joe Gibbs Racing running good, and and Hendrick Motorsports running good, and all of their cars run good. But every single driver is it wants a different feel and a different setup in their car to get that feel that they're looking for, and the same things here. So we go to the racetrack every weekend and, and we, you know, we, we go with either something that Johnny's familiar with from, you know, his past of working here with other drivers, or we go somewhere, you know, close to what Kevin Harvick shows up with. And then we tune on it from there to, to get it, you know, more to, to drive. Like I'm, I'm trying to look for in the comfort level that I'm looking for. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been different every week. And, and I think, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm most impressed with how well we're running at the beginning of the year here, with no real you know notebook to go off of because I think that that's just going to make us stronger the second part of the season. We're going to be showing back up to a lot of these racetracks, um, you know, with with notes on where we unloaded, where what what changes we made that were better or worse, and and even the ones that we made that were worse is going to help us because it's going to eliminate those from our thought process when we go back. Kevin Harvick, your teammate, has won three of the first four races of the season. And obviously, good times abound over there at Stewart House Racing. There's a saying that a rising tide raises all boats. Are the successes of the four team beneficial to the rest of the three cars? And if so, how? Sure, absolutely. I mean, I, well, you know, I think it's it goes without saying that winning, um, you know, obviously, you know, raises the morale of everybody at the shop, validates all of their, their work and, and hard effort over the off season. So that four car getting off to a great start and winning, winning three races and, and even us, you know, coming half a lap away from winning the Daytona 500, it just has everybody in the shop fired up and it validates the reason that they get up at five in the morning and drive to Stuart Haas racing to go to work on race cars because, you know, they show up here and, and, they work their guts out to build fast race cars. And, and when you do that and it produces results, um, it makes you that much more excited about going to work. And, and so uh, the atmosphere here at Sewer House Racing is incredible. And, um, you know, winning, winning certainly helps, um, you know, make that even better. But you're right. High tide raises all ships. And I think it's, it's contributing from all of us. You know, I think um, all four of our cars run in the top ten like they did this weekend. Uh, it just makes everybody proud um, that, that works on these race cars, and they should be. More with Eric Almarola next. 
From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. So there's this major event about to happen in Southern California, and it's something you really have to see to believe. That's the Auto Club 400 race, the biggest single NASCAR event on the West Coast, and it's happening Sunday, March 18th at Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. Just a straight shot on the Metrolink. Hey, March 17th and 18th, do something different for a change. For tickets, visit autoclubspeedway.com or call 800-944-RACE. We've got more with Eric Almarola next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live, spending time with Eric Almarola. Off to a great start, of course, thinking back to the Daytona 500. Two turns away, Eric, from winning the Great American Race. Does that still sting? I've actually moved on. Um, you know, it, it hurt for a week. And then even, you know, even after Atlanta, I still was like, man, if we'd have just won Daytona, we'd already be locked into the, the playoffs. And, and it just would have freed up our season a lot to be able to show up to these racetracks with no notes, with, with a lot less stress. Um, but that's fine. I mean, it, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, and honestly, I think that if, if had we have won the Daytona 500, um, it probably – it probably wouldn't have helped build us as a race team as much as what we're doing right now with, you know, just going every weekend and running consistent and fast and running up front. And, you know, we're, we're doing the things that we need to do to build um, a really great race team. A lot of us on this team are young and we're all growing together. You know, Johnny, my crew chief, he's 36 years old, first time being a crew chief and uh you know i'm i'm first time over here and we've just got a lot of young guys and a lot of um enthusiasm on our team and it's just helping us build and grow together you know i was um i was reflecting back to the off season when we were having a lot of conversations about you going to Stuart haas racing and that surprised a lot of race fans how long have you known tony and connect the dots from where you were at richard petty motorsports over to Stuart haas racing beginning this season yeah, I've known Tony since I moved to North Carolina in 2004. Um, I went to drive a late model for Joe Gibbs Racing, and, and Tony was driving a cup car over there at the time, and he really took me under his wing. Um, you know, I, I walked into the cup shop in, in awe. I mean, growing up a Saturday night short track racer and then walk into the cup shop at Joe Gibbs Racing to see all the, you know, gadgets and tools and just bunches of spare parts and all that. I was I was just amazed, and then you know, to see Tony Stewart come and walk around the shop and be involved and um, to have that opportunity to get to know him. Uh, he, he's, he brought me under his wing right away, and, and I started going to the races with him and traveling with him, and I even would stay uh, in the summertime. I'd go up and stay with him in Indy, uh, Indianapolis at his home there in Columbus, and so I've built a relationship with him since 2004, and we've, we've remained friends ever since. And we've always joked and, and kidded about, um, you know, when I when I was going to get to come over to Stuart House Racing and drive for him. And uh, timing, you know, just 
things didn't work out in the past and he's always made mention that he wanted me to come over and, and race for him and then um you know fortunately the way things worked out this past year we were able to connect all the dots and put it together and you know Danica was retiring and and so all of that um kind of played into my favor and and I got an opportunity to come over here and drive at this incredible organization is it easier or more difficult when you drive for a guy who's had the success that Tony's had well it's it's easier for me because he's my friend you know we've been friends for going on 14 years so um you know that makes it a lot easier for me just knowing that you know he has my back and he believes in me and that we're that we're pals and that you know he not only does he believe in me he has high expectations for me because he believes in me so um you know that that helps me a lot and and to know that when I go and and run in the top 10 like this weekend and he's one of the first ones to me when I get out of the car and he you know he was the first one to me in the infield care center at Daytona um when we got wrecked and and you know thought we were going to win the Daytona 500 um so that just makes me feel good to know that um, he's in this with me, uh, and that, that, you know, he, he's proud of me and that, that I make him proud when we go out and we run good. Well, speaking of expectations, we're off to the final race of NASCAR goes West, the fifth race of the season at auto club speedway. What are your expectations for the auto club 400 on Sunday? Uh, honestly, to do exactly what we've been doing. I mean, I, I fully intend to go out there and, and be competitive and, and run in the top 10. I think we're, we're plenty capable of that and you know i feel like uh our cars are 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 really good right now and we've got to continue to push to to get better every week but you know i feel like we can go out there and have a solid weekend and um you know execute and do all the things that we need to do and we can go run top 10 maybe even top five i think that's our next goal um we've we've nailed down two top tens in a row here so our uh, our next goal should be to go out and try and get a top five whether that's this weekend or, or next weekend at martinsville but um, you know, I think just going out and being consistent and not making mistakes and don't, no DNFs, um, you know, and, and just uh, executing with a fast race car to go and, and make the most of it. Of course, this weekend, worn out racetrack. You've got seam sealers there in the corner, and you've also got a bumpy back straightaway. What's the biggest thing to throw you folks curveballs this weekend? Uh, the, the roughness of the racetrack, absolutely. Um, it, it's old and worn out, so it, you know it, it eats away at the tires. But then the roughness of the of the racetrack um, presents its challenges for the crew chief and the engineers because they want the car to ride as low as the ground as possible. But then when you go across those big bumps and the car's bouncing around, it's really rough on the suspension and and even the driver. Um, you, I, you know, I typically leave California with a massive headache just from bouncing around for. Um, you know, three hours in the race car there. But, you know, I think that's the biggest challenge when we go there is, is getting the car to go to go across the bumps and, and drive decent. But then also, uh, you know, the engineers want the car as low to the ground as possible to make speed. Well, we wish you the best in all that. Uh, good luck surviving all that bouncing around. Let's hope you're jumping around in victory lane when all is said and done <laughs> on Sunday. I'd like that, man. You have uh, you have no idea. That'd be, that'd be a nice... Uh, Nice way to cap off the West Coast for us. And by the way, happy birthday wishes go out to you. All right. Thank you. Appreciate that, guys. Enjoy, my friend. That is Eric Almarola, driver of the black and gold number 10 Smithfield Ford, going for his second consecutive top 10 finish this coming weekend in the Auto Club 400 at Auto Club Speedway. Coming up 
we've got this week in NASCAR history and a preview of the Auto Club 400. This tax season, AutoZone has everything your car needs. And now those parts and supplies come with more savings when you sign up for the AutoZone Rewards Program. You'll earn a $20 reward every time you spend 20 bucks or more five times in one year. One more way to get more done. Protect your engine from wear while protecting your wallet with great deals on oil change supplies from AutoZone. Visit any of our 5,000 locations nationwide and let's get you what you need. Learn more about AutoZone Rewards at AutoZone.com rewards. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who's the greatest of all time? For my money, it's Progressive's home and auto bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's simple. I've said it before Point and I'll say it again. Add up all the heroes, take away the zeros, and what you got? One big trophy of me saying, no I told you so. I disagree. Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's home and auto bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. We're going to preview this weekend's Auto Club 400 in a couple of moments. But first, let's turn back the clock for this week in NASCAR history. This week, we started 1983. Journey is number one on radio with Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. First Lady Nancy Reagan kicked off her Say No to Drugs campaign with a guest appearance on the TV sitcom Different Strokes. And NASCAR was racing at Rockingham. The Carolina 500 was stopped due to rain on lap 143. It was finished six days later. And that's when Richard Petty took the checkered flag. There's single file, lap traffic in front of Petty. Petty on the bottom of the racetrack. Elliott's right in behind him. He slipped a little bit high in turn three. Checkered flag coming out this time. Richard Petty trying to hold Bill Elliott back there as they come out of the corner. Elliott goes down to the inside, makes a run at him, and will miss by half a car length, and Richard Petty will win it. Let's move forward to 1995. Madonna has the number one song on radio with Take a Bow. For the first time in history, 13 people were together in space and NASCAR was racing at the Atlanta International Raceway. Jeff Gordon was taking the checkers for the fourth time in his career. On to the back straightaway, lap traffic will not come into play. Gordon, half a lap to go now. They're into turn number three. Labonte still one car length off his back bumper. They dive for the bottom of four and head for the checkered flag. No chance here for Bobby Labonte. He's going to give it a heck of a run, but coming up a car length and a half short, Jeff Gordon wins at the Atlanta Motor Speedway, his second win of the year, the fourth of his career. And we end in 2015, Mark Ronson and Bruno Mars are together with Uptown Funk. At the movies, the Divergent Series Insurgent was released. And this time, NASCAR was at ISM Raceway in Phoenix. Kevin Harvick was doing what Kevin Harvick does at ISM Raceway, winning in Phoenix. Don't believe me, just why? It has been a long, long time since we have seen one driver show this kind of dominance at a singular facility, but Kevin Harvick is proving it can still be done. He leads the field off turn two. The king of Phoenix International Raceway continues to reign. Kevin Harvick comes in as quick all weekend. He's going to win for the seventh time here at Phoenix International Raceway. Happy birthday wishes go out to Eric Almarola this week. Those are just some of the events of this week in NASCAR history. Before we wrap up this week, let's check in with Susie Armstrong with this week's race preview. Thank you, Mike. The NASCAR Goes West saga wraps up this week as the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams head to Southern California for the Auto Club 400 at Auto Club Speedway. 
Defending race winner Kyle Larson returns to the two-mile oval hoping to repeat and set a trend for the 2018 season. We were good, really good at Fontana last year, was able to get the pole and, and lead the most laps, I think, and, and win the race. So, um, you know, hopefully we can do that again this year and, and do it even more often than we than we did last year. Three-time California winner Kyle Busch likes to take advantage of the multiple lanes through the sweeping corners but remains leery of the top groove. With this new car with the flared sides and stuff that we've had the last four or five years, it's kind of made that outside groove less important. So you have a little bit better chance of being able to move around, but not much. Um, just seems for me, anytime I get closer to the wall, I seem to get looser. And uh, if you tighten up the car in order to be able to handle that situation, then you're just so tight you can't run the bottom at all. So you really get mired to having to run uh, the top all day. Off to a strong start in 2018, Ryan Blaney will be seeking his second top 10 in Fontana and third of the season. California is a super fun track. I honestly, I wish we went there twice a year. It's a track where you can use all the lanes. It's so wide and you get some pretty crazy races, especially on restarts. But um, it's the first two mile track we go to. And, um, you know, you kind of get a decent base about, you know, there, Michigan's a little bit different, but they're two-mile tracks and super fast race tracks. So, you know, Fontana's getting super bumpy, and uh, you can almost compare it to an Atlanta as far as, you know, bumps and things like that. The Auto Club 400 takes the green this Sunday afternoon at Auto Club Speedway just after 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Live coverage on the Motor Racing Network begins at 2.30. For this week's NASCAR Live Race Preview, I'm Susie Armstrong. Thank you, Susie. The final race in NASCAR goes west. The Auto Club 400 coming up Sunday. Can't wait to hear all the action from the Inland Empire. Our thanks to Eric Almarola for joining us today. Also, Kevin Harvick and the president of Auto Club Speedway, Dave Allen. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Talk to you right here next week. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Hercules Tires. Right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbert. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Five-hour energy is energy on the go. Well, what if you're not going anywhere for a while? Then five-hour energy is for getting stuff done while you're stuck at home, like doing an honest day's work for your boss, getting rid of old clothes, oh, my old bell-bottoms, scouring the grout in your shower, working out on that old stationary bike, and so much more. Go to the store or order online at shop5hourenergy.com. Five-hour energy, energy for hunkering down.